Like the man said, it's another episode of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. This is episode four, where we'll be discussing uh, Ellie Golding's codes. Um, I am so excited that the like sunflower seed or the poppy seed of annoyance that have been stuck in the gum line of my brain for 48 hours, namely that I could not think of what song this song reminded me of. It's finally worked itself loose, and we will talk about that later. But first, please welcome my esteemed co-host, Mark Blankenship. Hello, and of course, that was my esteemed co-host, Sarah D. Bunting. Hello. And we do want to thank David Gregory Byrne for being the composer-performer of our New Wave theme song today. Um, But now it's time to get to Codes, and it's a song that I brought to the table because... To me, it encapsulates several things that give me a lot of joy about current pop songs, but also encapsulates some of what I consider to be the nagging mysteries of current pop songs. I'll explain what I mean in a minute. But first, um, please take a moment to enjoy this snippet of the song, which is the second verse followed by the chorus, and I've specifically chosen this section for reasons I will explain in a moment. It's a mystery. I know that something happened in your history. Oh, it's too much to risk. You give me some, but you've been holding most of it back. So it's no surprise. Everything you do, I overanalyze. Breathe in and out. Baby, give me something new to think about. First of all, I have to tell you that one of the reasons I just fucking love this song is that hot ass chorus when she's like, stop talking in codes, stop talking in codes. I'm just such a sucker for percussive chanting, basically. <laughs> and that's what that song gives me. And I love also that Max Martin, who is the producer of this song and is also the producer of just about every hit song of the last 20 years. Um, Are you familiar with Max Martin? I am not. So Max Martin is the writer-producer behind songs like Baby One More Time, uh, uh, I Want It That Way, Since You've Been... That is a great song, by the way. Yeah. Everybody go back and listen to that and then come back. Uh, Okay. We'll give you a minute. Great. Aren't you glad you did that? (laughs) Uh, uh, Basically, every Katy Perry hit, uh, Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson, uh, Who Knew and You and Your Hand by Pink. I mean... uh, Every song on the 1989 album by Taylor Swift. I mean, Max Martin is behind so many hit songs that it's mind-boggling. And he is a Swedish guy, too, which is neither here nor there. But I like Sweden, and I'm going there in June. So, But um, uh, one of the things that Max Martin is very good at is creating this sense of build in a pop song. And I think that this song has it in a great way. Now, one of the other things I like about this song, though, and I think that this is Ellie Goulding's contribution, because she is listed as a co-writer, is the lyrics of this song are actually pretty good for the type of song that it is. Um, you know, she's specific, the, the, the metaphor of the song is, I don't know what you want from this relationship, so please just be straight with me about it. And I just love lines like, 
and it's no surprise, everything you do I overanalyze. Like, that's a nice, catchy, well-rhymed couplet that does, in fact, give you a sense of the emotional state of the performer. And I think, well, I'll get more into this in a second, but I think it's a good, well... I don't want to say good message for girls, but fuck it. It is a good message for girls. So it's like, you know what? If like you spend an hour with this dude and then you spend six hours analyzing this dude, like you need this song in your life yeah. to be like, A, you're not crazy and B, you don't need that shit. And I feel like that there's a temptation to say with songs like this, oh, they're disposable. One is just like the other. And it's certainly true that plenty of songs are like that. Um, in fact, a Max Martin song by Ariana Grande called Break Free, I think is pretty empty. Like mm-hmm. it has some generic empowerment lyrics and it's like a decent beat and whatever. Right. But I think that if you if you just pay attention to songs like this, you can see that there is actually something to sink your teeth into. And that is one of what I was talking about before about the nagging mystery of contemporary pop is that I never can figure <laughs> out, and it's hard to figure out, how much does the person singing actually contribute to the overall creation of the songs? Because as is com- beautifully detailed in a book called The Song Machine by an author named John Seabrook, the current pop machine is about having these very powerful producers create all of this stuff and then the artists come in and basically just sing the songs but then somehow they manipulate it so they get a writing credit i think right one of the one of the the lines that's in the book is change a word get a third which is an indication of <laughs> oh, you know, god yeah you know, probably maybe Katy Perry is listed as a writer in all of her songs but how much did she actually write you know it's questions like that but i think and again i don't know but one of the reasons i like Ellie Goulding is i think she actually does have some perspective at least that she offers on her material because I have all three of her albums and her songs very often sound like every other dance song in the world and she's not the most gifted vocalist in the world she's not she's kind of in a way the perfect distillation of what's happening in the pop moment because there's nothing so completely amazing about her that you will ever remember her face or name in 20 years like she's right she's like sort of perfectly generic in a way but her song i do think that her songs always have this sort of anxiety inside of them and i also listen to enough max martin songs to know that that's not always the case and i feel like the songs where max martin is taking the strongest hand are the songs where honestly the lyrics sound a little bit more esl because he is swedish and where there's like not that much it's just like sort of more generic and her songs are specific like this so that's why I wanted to bring Codes to the table, because it's got a hot-ass beat, but I do think it indicates some kind of songwriting acumen on the part of Ellie Goulding. And yet, simultaneously, as enjoyable and as specific as the song is, it also somehow, somehow seems to encapsulate how perfectly generic she is. So it's contradictory in a lot of ways, but I still really enjoy it. And I now am interested to hear what you think. Um, well, first about that poppy seed, and I am going to play a snippet of this song as well, because, uh, I feel like it's important, um, to sort of tie it into something that we were talking about a few episodes ago in the Luscious Jackson episode vis-a-vis like the, um, girl, like the silver age of girl groups. Right. Um, the song that it reminded me of was a song by this band, I guess, Hepburn. Which, what a perfect late 90s 
girl band name. They might not have been a girl band. Please email us. Talk about songs at gmail.com. Uh, it's called I Quit, and it is from the Buffy the Vampire soundtrack, and I'm going to play you a small bit of it now. There was a time when I would go walking backwards round the world if you said you're mine. Face. And I'd run blindfold down the King's Road Monday morning if you just for once arrive on time. Like British accent, sort of breathy. Yeah. Stop talking in codes. And you came on like a new that lyric so much loving you's a job i don't need fucking a hepburn i almost would give you i'm willing to bet a thousand dollars i heard that song in abercrombie and fitch at some point in the early 2000s i think you would have to have yeah i think it's in their bylaws um so i was really relieved to have thought of that um to have figured it out and to have like been right that it was like it's the pronunciation specifically um but it's also that sort of like semi-girl power, Spice Girls adjacent message that we were getting a lot at that time, which I'm going to say was 98 when this song came out. Uh, I Quit, Not Codes, which is from this year. Yes. Last year. Late last year. 2015. Like I feel like it might be a single from this album like in a few weeks. I mean, we might just be ahead of the curve on that one. That would be awesome. (laughs) I enjoy being ahead of the curve. Uh, Usually I'm under the curve somewhere. Um, But there's a similar... There's a similar message of, like, just being frustrated with how much, like, love is hurting and being confusing, which it doesn't actually have to be. And, hey, as it turns out, now that we've found love, what are we going to do with it? (laughs) We're not going to feel like we're about to throw up all the time. Love your older self. Um, And this also reminds me of Dubstar. I don't know if you listen to Dubstar at all. you've stumped me on that. Tara got me into Dubstar... So, this group is so British that they have like multiple songs about Saint Swithin's Day, but I feel like I listened to this and Cake nonstop in the fall of 2001 when I was living in Toronto with our esteemed colleague and my wife, Tara Ariano. That's her work wife. Uh, yes. for, those, for those who are just joining us, uh, Sarah and Tara are spiritual wives. But yes, are... I am legally married to a gentleman named Dan Patrick Brady, and he will come on the uh, he will come on the show sometime because he wishes to discuss um, the music of History Channel shows. Wow. Well, I think that my husband as well will eventually appear because I think that he wants to talk about um, musical theater songs written by pop stars. But that's a, that's neither here nor there. Um, it's somewhere though. Yeah. Now that we found love, this is what we're gonna do. That's with it exactly. Yeah. Fast forward. Part of Just my kidding. part of our vows for both of our weddings, I think, was the you shall come be on our podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's high time. Um. Anyway, that this put me in mind of uh, like girl, not girl empowerment music, but like frustrated, empathetic, lovesick young lady music from the late 90s sort of turn of the millennium. Um, both her pronunciation, the the build of the song, like I Quit and uh, a lot of Dubstar songs, although Dubstar is much more like an indie wall of sound 
like guitar crashing closer to the Sundays than this stuff. But there is that same Martin-esque, mm. if you will. Sure. Um, I hope you will. I don't really know what I'm talking about. That gets at that feeling, that like glass and a half of Pinot feeling where you're like, I'm looking at it. And I think it's really great. And it's also, I go on a lot of old lady walks. They even have their own like hashtag in my social media. And this was a really, Codes is a really great old lady walk song for some long sets of stairs in Prospect Park. Recommend. Thank you, man. And I will say similarly that for me, the true sign of a valuable dance song is can I listen to it on a treadmill? And Codes, I live on the treadmill for that staccato thing in what the chorus. What code are you putting in the treadmill? Oh, I'm putting in the code that says 8.5 because I run fast, bitch. <laughs> the faster you run, the sooner it's done. That's right, girl. Ah! Um, I do want to say also for those of you who uh, are wondering if you know who Ellie Goulding is, you'd probably know her song, uh, Love Me Like You Do, which was the big hit from the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. And then also, uh, she had that song, uh, the song... I love how Mark acts like I know anything about pop music, (laughs) except what he has just told me. (laughs) But for the the listening audience, and then you might also know Ellie Goulding's song, Lights, which was a popular uh, number two hit a few years ago. I knew that one. You know the lights from stop return to go. And then, anyway, and then she had a song called Burn, and you're gonna let it burn, burn, burn. Anyway. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yes. So, Ellie Goulding, she is, uh, she's a mid-level star, but I think that this is a really hot hit, and I'm glad we had a chance to discuss it today. So am I. And uh, looking at my notes, I'd just like to add, uh, more as a note to myself than anything else, that this was going to a kind of Vanessa Paradis place for mm. me. Wow, nice reference. Show the taxi. Yes. Um, That was such a thing in my high school for some reason. And this is a note to myself out loud to remind me that we got to put that in the uh, song queue. Speaking of which, listeners, all five of you, um, if you would like us to talk about a particular song, or even if you would like to record your own little break, your own presentation of a song for us to discuss, please send that to us via email at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com or... You can tweet it at us. Our Twitter is at Talk Songs. Uh, whatever clips of music that you use, please make it an un- us getting suable amount, like a minute. Yeah, put like a minute on there. Just the, a good rule of thumb, don't include more of the song than you might hear on a standard iTunes preview. Yeah, that is an excellent rule of thumb. Uh, you can follow Mark on Twitter for more excellent rules of thumb. I am at I am Blankenship. And, and you can follow Sarah. I am at Tomato Nation, tomato like a vegetable, nation like a country. And you can find more exciting musical styles from our theme song uh, composer, David Gregory Byrne, in our show notes, along with links to legally download all of this stuff and watch videos. We encourage you to download, we encourage you to listen, and we encourage you to come back next week when we explore country music for the first time on Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, y'all. Twang!
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.